Father, we pray, thanking you for today. We give you all the honor and adoration for your presence that has been with us, for your presence that was with us, and for your presence which is going to continually be with us. We pray that may this meeting be full of encounters of you that we would leave with testimonies telling the world about the goodness of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you, brother. God Amen. bless you so much. Thank you. Thank so you, Papa. All right. So please, I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 7. I'm taking a reading from the New International Version of the Holy Bible. The NIV reading from 2 Kings chapter 7, verse number 1 downwards. Elisha replied, Hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Lord says. About this time tomorrow, a seer of, fine, of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer on whose arm the king was leaning said to the man of God, Look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? Could this happen? Could this happen? One of the questions most people are asking themselves is, Could this happen? Because if you look at the natural environment and the things you are going through now, it doesn't look like even if the floodgates of heaven should open, something could happen. So Elisha said to him, You will see it with your own eyes, answered Elisha, but you will not eat any of it. Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the city gate. They said to each other, Why stay here until we die? If we say we will go into the city, the famine is there and we will die. And if we stay here, we will die. So let's go over to the camp of the Arameans and surrender. If they spare us, we live. If they kill us, then we die. At dusk, they got up and went to the camp of the Arameans. When they reached the edge of the camp, no one was there. For the Lord had caused the Arameans to hear the sound of chariots and horses and a great army. So that they said to one another, Look, the king of Israel has hired the Hittites and Egyptian kings to attack us. So they got up and fled in the dust and abandoned their tents and their horses and donkeys. They left the camp as it was and ran for their lives. My God. Now, let me jump verse, to verse 9. Then they said to each other, what we are doing is not right. 
This is a day of good news, and we are keeping it to ourselves. If we wait until daylight, punishment will overtake us. Let us go and report this to the royal place. So they went and called to the city gatekeepers and told them, We went to the camp and there's nobody around. Let me just jump because of time. I will jump to verse number 17. Now the king, the king had put the officer on whose arm he leaned in charge of the gate. And the people trampled him in the gateway and he died just as the man of God had foretold when the king came down to his house. 18 says, It happened as the man of God had said to the king, About this time tomorrow, a seer of the finest flour will sell for a shekel, and two seers of barley for a shekel at the gate of Samaria. The officer had said, to the man of God, look, even if the Lord should open the floodgates of the heavens, could this happen? The man of God replied, you see it with your eyes, but you will not eat of it. And that is exactly what happened to him. For the people trampled him in the gateway and he died. People of God, I am excited this morning for the reading of this passage of scripture because it teaches us a lot of deep things about God and the dealings of God when it comes to humanity. You see, as I was thinking about this scripture, I believe all of us have heard this several times. Bible says that at the end, it happened exactly as the man of God said. Exactly as the man of God said, it happened. And it came to pass. And it happened. But the question the man was asking was, could this happen? But the Bible said it happened exactly as the man of God had said. Ladies and gentlemen, this morning, there is a burden on my heart. And the burden on my heart is to come to the realm where believers will have access to the voice of God and understand the voice they have had access to. Believers will come to the point where they, are, they have access to the voice of God and they understand the voice they have access to. Now, this was an economic recession. This was a crisis. This was an environment that was not conducive for businesses to thrive. This was a situation where all hope was lost. Prices of goods and services were very high. Things were expensive, so much that for you to get something to buy, you needed to have a lot of money. So, just around that time, 
There comes a man of God, a prophet called Elisha. And Elisha prophesied and said, Tomorrow about this time. In other words, 24 hours by this time. This price of flour which is being sold at this level of price, it shall be sold to just one shekel. So, for those of us, let's say, if the price of the item is about a thousand dollars, then the man of God said, the price to 24 hours shall be one dollar. How can this be? How can this be possible? So the one who was in charge of the economy, the one who the king had appointed, looked at the prophet and said, Man of God, let us begin to reason. Let us take this thing practical. Because even if the law should open the floodgates of heaven and cause it to rain, when will the rains cause crops to grow? And when will the crops begin to bear fruit? And when will the people begin to harvest? And when would they, after they have harvested, when would they come to the marketplace to whatever they have harvested? And when would they gather money for you to now interpret that this thing costing a thousand shall be sold for one? This is not possible. Man of God, don't come and deceive us. Then the prophet said that because you have not believed, you will see it with your own eyes, but you will not taste and eat of it. People of God, this is a very serious matter. You and I know that at the end of the day, God caused four leprous men to enter the camp of the enemies who had already besieged the place, Samaria. Now, when they went there, the enemies ran away. As they were going, the enemies ran away. They left their weapons, they left their food, and everything they had. Now, God had caused the enemies to hear the sound of chariots and horses so that when the leprous men were just walking, God amplified the sound of their feet to sound like the sound of chariots and horses so that when the enemies heard them, they thought that the Israelites had gone to hire other armies to join them to fight them. So out of fear, they ran away. And that was how prophecy was manifested. Prophecy manifestation was in motion. What God has said through the prophet Elisha was about to come to pass. And this is what I call the prophetic in motion. So the, 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 the economists did not believe it, that this thing could happen.
But at the end of the day, the people received so much food, so much items, they took the spoil, and what was so expensive, you know, when prices are up, it means that there is so much demand that now supply of the item is very minimal, limited. So now the few products and services we have, the prices have to increase. You understand me? Because the supply of those items are low. Now, this is just basic economics. It was not possible in the natural that there could be a turnaround in 24 hours. But what happened was that at the end of the day, God used a divine method, a supernatural strategy, and caused what was naturally impossible to become possible. At the end of the day, exactly 24 hours, the prophet Elisha's declaration came to pass that a seer of fine flour was now sold for just a shekel at the gate of Samaria. So it happened exactly as the prophet said that the prices were reduced, food was in abundance in 24 hours. And at the end of the day, the man who did not believe also died. He saw the miracle happen, but he never tasted of the miracle. And it happened exactly as the prophet said. Listen, anytime a prophet speaks, there is something about the prophetic. And I want you to grab this before we enter into a time of prayer. In Numbers chapter 12 verses, the Bible said that if there is a prophet among you, I the Lord shall make myself known to him in a vision. I shall speak with him, not to him, I shall speak with him in a dream. So, anytime a prophet speaks, the prophet does not speak to encourage you. He speaks from the realm of God. He speaks because he has seen a vision. He has heard the voice of God. That is the only reason why a prophet speaks. So, anytime a prophet speaks, or a prophetic person speaks, he is speaking because, one, he has seen a vision of the Lord. And he has spoken with God. He has attended the council meeting of God. Where God spoke with him. And spoke to him in a dream. So when the prophet is speaking, he is not speaking as if a man is conversing with the other man. He only speaks because he's speaking what he has seen and what he has heard. You see, what we call the prophetic is a, is a world. Listen carefully. The prophetic is a, is a world on its own. Everything that is happening right now has taken effect in the realm of the spirit. 
Now, the physical world we see has so much happened in the realm of the spirit. There is a world called the spiritual world. Now, the prophet has been given access into the spirit world. So, the prophet has been given that power and mandate. He's able to navigate in the spirit world to see what is happening in the spirit world and to also get to see and know what shall happen in the spirit world and what has already happened. So anytime a prophet speaks, he speaks from the spirit world and tells us what has happened, what is happening and what shall happen. So when the prophet said tomorrow about this time, he was not speaking words of encouragement. He was not trying to encourage them that, oh, don't worry, God will do it. Tomorrow about this time, God will do it. No. The prophet was telling them what is happening in the spirit world and what is going to happen in the spirit world. You see, when the prophet said tomorrow about this time, what they didn't know was that he was not telling them that in the realm of the spirit, I see 24 hours. That was not it. In the realm of the spirit, what he was seeing was, was totally different from what he was saying. So, if you mistake the declarations as what is being seen, then you are also making a mistake. Because the prophet was not seeing 24 hours. What he was seeing was that God was going to call some four leprous men who were going to step into the camp of the enemy. And as they step into it, things will turn around. And there will be so much abundance at the gate of Zion. And he saw that it was going to happen within that frame of 24 hours. But you see, when the prophet declares that 24 hours by this time, this is how much the price of goods are cost. You better believe it because he is not speaking from the natural realm. He is not speaking as a conversation. He is not chatting with you. He is only talking from the spirit world, telling you what is happening in the spiritual world and telling you what is about to happen. So, the mistake this man did was that he did not believe what the prophet said because he thought that the prophet as Israel is just chatting with you. is just speaking with you to encourage you. No, he was speaking things that were happening in the spirit realm. Are we together? So, I, I feel that one of the reasons for today's meeting is that God wants to bring us up to the realm where we don't only receive a prophetic word as the man of God, as the economist did in the Bible, but God is raising us up to have a personal experience with the prophetic. You see, the prophetic is so powerful. The prophetic is so powerful. Anytime a prophet is speaking, the message of the prophet must be taken very seriously. You better believe it. 
Because there are two dimensions of the message of the prophet. There are two dimensions of the message of the prophet. The first dimension is when God has released the prophetic word through the prophet. And so the prophet will tell you, that saith the Lord. That saith the Lord. It means that the prophet has seen a vision, has heard a voice, and is speaking exactly what God is saying and exactly what God has said. That is the first dimension of the message of the prophet. But we have the second dimension where the message has not been released from God. But the message is coming from the office of the prophet. So there is a dimension where God speaks and the prophet declares. There is another dimension where the prophet speaks directly to you from the office he occupies. Now, the two are not the same. One is coming from the source of God. One is coming from the source of the office of the prophet. But the, 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 the mind-blowing thing is that both of them carry the same weight. When God speaks through the prophet, the same anointing that word carries is the same anointing when he speaks from his office. Why is this so? This is so because anytime a prophet is called into the office of a prophet, somebody is called to be a prophet, the person's life becomes prophetic. You see, being a prophet is not just about prophesying, but your very life becomes prophetic. So when a prophet is speaking, he speaks under the anointing of the office he occupies. So it's just like a medical doctor. You meet a medical doctor, in his office the medical doctor will tell you that because of the symptoms you are complaining about this is what the situation is you will meet the medical doctor another time at the restaurant and because you are complaining to the same medical doctor at the restaurant the medical doctor will tell you oh brother because of this and that this is what it means, and this is what you must do. So, the environment changes. The environment has changed, but the person has not changed. The environment has changed, but the person has not changed. The first environment is the consulting room. The second environment is the restaurant. In the same way, when it comes to the prophetic, the first environment is the environment where God speaks to the prophet. And the second environment is the office of the prophet. But the person does not change. And because the person does not change, the same weight that the consulting room message will carry is the same weight that the restaurant message will also carry. Because the person does not change. So when the person speaks, you better believe it. You better receive it. You better honor it. You better receive it and take it. Because once the man has spoken, under the influence of that anointing, what he has declared will come to pass. So in the Bible, this is one of the miracles 
where God spoke from the environment of God, where God said that tell him or tell them that 24 hours by this time, I am going to perform this miracle. And it happened exactly as God spoke. Listen carefully. It happened exactly as God spoke. Now, there is another dimension where God did not speak to the prophet. But the prophet himself spoke in his office to a woman who was in need of a child. The woman had married and for some years there was no child in the house. So the prophet looked at the woman and discerned by the anointing he, she, he carried and began looking into the realm of the spirit and decoded that there was a need in the spirit realm. And as long as he decoded that need, the activation of the oil he carried took place. So the prophet spoke by discerning the need in the spirit. And immediately he spoke in his office. He said to the woman, woman, a year by this time, when I shall return to you, you will carry a seed. You would have carried a, your own baby. So this time it was not the environment of God, but it was the environment of the office he occupied. And at the end of the day, the Bible said a year by that same time, the woman carried her baby. Now, what happened? God honors the words of his servant. Anytime somebody is called into that realm, God intentionally honors the words of such a person. Because at that realm, it's no more about the environment. It's about the person's ability to, you know, be sensitive to the voice of God and to maximize the authority he has been given in the office. So it can happen that somebody will encounter you. The person may not necessarily tell you the Lord is saying, but as the person declares from his office by that authority, Things shall begin to happen. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Never underestimate the prophetic. Never think that the prophetic is one of those conversations we do. It is a realm where we speak from. Based on the things we see, the things we perceive, the things we hear, and the things we have access to. Which maybe you may not know. Which maybe you know, you may not understand. Are we together? So, this meeting right now. I am speaking by the grace of God. Under the influence I am occupying. And I declare some things right now. That based on the authority the Lord has given me. And the grace I receive from the Lord. I declare over you now. That may you not just receive a prophecy, but may you receive a prophetic encounter. May your eyes be open. May your ears be open. May the Lord raise you up and bring you to a higher dimension of the prophetic. Where you shall have access to the voice of God. Access to the leadings of God. I decree and declare, may you prophesy 
to your family, prophesy to your to your children, prophesy to your siblings and your parents, prophesy to your to your company, then the, the, the organization you belong to, prophesy to the workers in that place. May you prophesy, receive the ability to speak and know things supernaturally in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh my God. 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 Every time God wants to do something, he will never do it unless he has spoken about it. That is the strategy God has chosen. I don't know why he has decided to do it that way, but we need to go and ask God why he has decided it that way. Because anytime God must do something, God would prefer to first talk about it. If he talks about it, it means that somebody must be ready to hear what he is talking about. Somebody must be available to see what is revealing. And so concerning your marriage, concerning that thing you are doing, God has already spoken about that situation. But we need somebody that will be available to see and to hear and to know what God is about to do. And so I am praying that before anything happens in your family, may you be the one that will be the first to see. Before anything happens around you, may it not take you by surprise. In the name of Jesus, may nothing happen without you seeing. May nothing happen without you knowing. May God reveal everything that shall happen to you. In the name of Jesus, even when you are supposed to die, you will not die by mistake. You will die because you know that your time is up and you shall announce the day and the time and the hour and the medium you are going to die. That shall be the portion of everybody listening to me. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. This is the will of God for us. This is what we call the prophetic. Being able, being sensitive, the ability to be sensitive to the leadings of the spirit, to the, to the programmings of God, to the timetable of God, to the calendar of the supernatural. Your ability to know the date and the time and the hour and the minute and the second God has put in place concerning all the things he plans to do in your life, in the life of other people. That is what we talk the prophetic. And anytime you believe the prophetic word, you position yourself to receive manifestation. So there are three things you need to do. Number one, when the prophetic word is released, the first thing you must do is that you must receive the word with excitement. You must receive the word with excitement. Ladies and gentlemen, there are times I was preaching somewhere in some churches and the people did not receive the word with excitement the way they had made their face i remember one day i was preaching somewhere in a certain church <laughs> then the way the woman entered the place there was this woman the way she entered the place and the way she did her face the way she looked at me every preaching and every message i had that day disappeared I started telling stories, saying things that were not true. Why? Because she was not excited. You see, I have heard Bishop Dagiwad Mills ever say 
that if you know you will not be excited by the word I'm preaching, don't sit at the front row. Go and sit at the back. You understand me? So, people who don't receive the word with excitement, you have already introduced a negative attitude in receiving the word. And because your attitude is wrong, you cannot ascend the higher altitude. So, your attitude will determine your altitude. What you show, how you behave towards the world will determine whether you will ascend to the realms and the dimensions of the spirit or you will always remain where you are. Attitudes are very important when it comes to the things of the spirit. Why? Because in 1 Samuel chapter number 2, the Bible says, Hannah made a declaration. Hannah said, that the God we serve is the God of all knowledge. And by him, actions are weighed. By him, actions are weighed. Hannah had gone before the Lord. Hannah had made herself so sad. Hannah had prayed. Hannah behaved as if she was drunk. Hannah prayed to God. At the end of the day, God answered her prayer. Now, Hannah is telling us that God is the God of all knowledge. In other words, he knows all things. He sees all things. He knows the way you behave. He knows that sometimes you just come to pray, but you don't really believe. He knows that sometimes you just come to join the Zoom meeting, but you are here just to watch what people are saying. He knows that sometimes you have joined the Zoom meeting not because you really want to receive, but you have heard and you are just passing through to go and gossip. That is why you are here. Be careful. Be careful. Listen. God knows all things and he is watching our attitudes. Hannah said, by him, actions are weighed. Meaning that God is measuring our attitude. He's looking at the way you are behaving. He's looking at your attitude towards the prophetic word. He's looking at the way you are behaving towards the prophecy you have received. So God is always looking at your attitude. Your attitude will determine your next level. And so, it is important that any time you receive the prophetic word, you must be excited. The prophet Eli said unto Hannah that as you have come before the Lord, your prayers are answered. And the Bible said that when Hannah was leaving that place, she was no more looking sad. Her countenance had changed. Why? Because she had received a prophetic word. Because prophet Eli has said to her, that your answers have been released. It shall happen as you have prayed. And so when she was leaving, her countenance had changed. I am praying for somebody here. As Ellie spoke to Hannah and changed her countenance, I declare over you, by the time you are leaving this place, your own answers to the prayers you have prayed shall be released right now. In the name of Jesus. The Bible said the countenance of Hannah had changed. And she was no more the same person. I pray, may your countenance also change. May your countenance also change. May your countenance also change. The second thing you must do is that you must believe the prophetic word. The Bible says this minister of, of the economy or the minister of finance or the minister of agriculture, depending on how you see it, she, he did not believe. He said, ah, Prophet, even if God opens the floodgate, this thing you are saying does not make sense. How can you come and deceive us 
and tell us that in 24 hours, God will do this miracle. And the Bible said, the Bible said that because he did not believe, he saw the miracle, but he didn't enjoy the miracle. May you not, may you not be part of that category of people who will see the miracle, but will not enjoy the miracle. May you not be part of those people who just, you know, hear the prophecy, but they don't see manifestation of the prophecy. I declare over your life that you will enjoy the fruits of the prophetic word in the name of Jesus. The next thing after believing the prophetic word is to understand the prophetic word. Interpretation of the word is very important because it has everything to do with the manifestation of the word. If you don't understand the word, how can you manifest the word? So understanding the prophecy is very important to see the manifestation of the prophetic word. Many people receive prophecy, but not everybody understands what they have heard. People hear the prophetic word, but most people don't really understand because it is different from hearing and it is different from understanding. Hearing the word and understanding the word are two different things. Whenever you are receiving a prophetic word, you are already operating in the realm of hearing. But hearing does not mean you understand. So, the other day, there was a prophet who was sitting on a donkey. Now, the donkey was making noise, making noise and bleating. But the bleating was not understood by the prophet. But he heard the donkey speaking. He heard the donkey making noise until he pushed the donkey to the point where the donkey had to now speak. So, people are hearing, but they don't understand. Hearing does not mean you understand. When you receive a prophetic word, you must graduate to the level where you understand what you are saying or you understand what is being spoken because it is when you enter the realm of understanding that you graduate towards the realm of manifestation. I pray that today God shall bring us clarity and understanding in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then, there is a realm we call the realm of documentation. Every important thing in this world is documented. Everything of higher priority in this world is documented. That is why when somebody is getting married, the marriage is documented at the place. Everybody will document and sign. And even when the day you are getting married, they give you a certificate, a document. When somebody is giving birth to, they give you a certificate, a document. When somebody dies, they give the person a document. When somebody is employed, and it is a very good employment, they will give you a document that proves that you are, you are, you are employed. And even the amount of salary money you will receive, everything shall be documented. Every important venture in our world is documented. When you go to the lecture hall at the university, every important lecture will be documented because you value the words of the professor, you value the words of the teacher, you value the words of the lecturer. So anything you don't document, it is a sign that that thing is not valuable. Anything you don't document, it is a sign that that thing must not be taken important. 
that thing is just valueless. It is just, you know, useless. It is something that you can, you should not really take it serious like that. Anytime God speaks, the realm of documentation is very important. This is the difference between Peter and Paul. Paul was a documenter. Peter was not a documenter. And sometimes it is because of their background. Peter was not as literate as Paul. So you realize that the impact of Paul was so much stronger and better than Peter because Paul had an advantage over Peter. And his advantage was that he was operating in the realm of documentation. Even in prison, Paul was documenting. Paul would say, bring to me the parchment and the books. The things that I, and Paul would be writing letters. So why? Because the man was operating from the realm of documentation. Every important thing God will tell you, you will document it. The reason why you are not documenting all these prophecies is because you don't value the word of God. You don't value, you don't treasure, you don't cherish the prophetic word. But if you really cherish the word, you will document it. Now, the next thing you must do is that after you have documented, it's what we call application. Once you have documented, you must apply yourself to the word. Some of you have received a prophetic word that you will be a writer or an author of books. But up to date, you are waiting for God to put a pen in your hand and move your hand on the book or diary to start writing. Up to date, you are waiting for God to come and tell you that it is time to write. Why are you doing that? You are not applying yourself to the word. When I was told that I'll be an author of books, I did not know how this thing would happen. As I waited on God and waited on God, one day I said to myself, if I decide not to write, the prophecy will not happen. I must apply myself. So I intentionally took a pen and I started writing anything that was coming to my mind. Today, most of you have read my books. Why? Because I applied myself to the prophetic word. So when God says you are going to build a school, apply yourself to the, to, the, to the word. Start researching about how to build a school. Start looking at the rudiments and the, 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 the content and the elements of establishing a school. God said you are going to become a great politician. By this time, you don't even have a, a, a party cap of any political party. How can you become that great politician? You understand me? So anytime you document the word, because the Lord said that you are going to, you know, get your baby, you are going to get pregnant in the, in two months time. If I were you, I would look for my wife. I would look for my husband. And I would start making sure I do what husbands must do and what wives must do. Because until you apply yourself to the prophetic word, the word will not manifest. The word will not manifest. One of these days, I, I have decided to, I have decided to ask one very good friend who is very close to me. There was a prophetic word that person received, not from me though, but from a certain man of God. And I've, I've, I've decided to ask her and ask her. So you, this word you receive, what have you done about it? What have you done? You see, any any prophecy that makes God the only responsible person is an irresponsible prophecy. <laughs> Any prophecy that makes God the only responsible person is an irresponsible prophecy. Prophecy is not an end in itself. It's a means to an end. 
You receive the prophecy because God has a plan for you and you must position yourself so that you manifest that plan. So why is it that you have received the word that you are going to become a very rich man, a very rich woman? Up till now, you don't have any investment. You don't have any savings plan. You don't have any product. Every rich man and every rich man in this world has a product or a service. Go on, go on, just do your research. Every rich man or woman in this world, whoever lived, who is living and who shall live, has a product or a service. But since that time, you, are, you don't even have a product, you don't have a service. And you are still trusting God. God will bring supernatural. The money is coming. When we say the money is coming, when we share somebody's testimony, it has happened. You are there and you are claiming. Oh, I claim. Oh, I receive. You'll be there. You will receive and receive and you remain poor. Go, don't go. You don't be there. Don't go and look for product or service. You will remain poor. So you must apply yourself to the word. It is when you apply yourself to the word that you graduate to the next level, which I call the level of manifestation. The level of manifestation. And at the level of manifestation, don't underestimate the beginning of small things. Because everything great begins small. Everything big starts little. So in, in the realm of manifestation, people, so, people have entered the realm of manifestation. But because they are expecting big things to begin big, they were left out. They, 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 they stopped following the prophecy. Because they felt that once the man of God said that this and that, immediately it shall happen so. No, everything big begins small. Do you know that when the city of Samaria was about to receive the 24-hour miracle, it, the thing began small. It began small because some lepers had to come around. When the leprous people came around, they had to talk and chat and decide. No, let us go. Oh, we should not go. Let's stay. Let's go. Let's stay. Let's go. Let's stay. As they were thinking through, they said, okay, let's go. When all that be died, so let's go. Then as they were going, things started happening. So everything great begins small. So in the realm of manifestation, it is not the realm where you, 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 you think that small things shall not happen. Listen, it doesn't mean that God cannot do big things. God can do big things suddenly. But also make sure you understand that at the realm of manifestation, big things can also begin small. I decree and declare that this morning, God shall release that prophetic anointing upon your life. Wherever you are, receive that prophetic grace. Receive that prophetic anointing. May the power of God come upon you in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare, oh, by the power of the Spirit, that after this morning's encounter, you are going to see manifestation of every prophetic word you received in the name of Jesus. My God, my God. There is only one prayer point for today. There is only one prayer point. You are praying, number one, that God, let me receive the prophetic anointing. Let the prophetic anointing come upon me. I am a married man, a married woman. I am a businessman. I am a student. I am a, I am a trader. Lord, let the prophetic anointing come upon me declare over your life today receive the prophetic anointing the prophetic anointing came on Saul 
and they were they said a soul also among the prophets i declare this morning the prophetic anointing comes upon your head now it comes upon your life now may Amen. people around you begin to smell the prophetic anointing in the name of jesus may Amen. your family begin to smell the prophetic anointing because beginning from today anything that is about to happen you will be the first person to see it everybody on this platform before anything begins in your life and in your family you shall be the first person to see it i declare over your life because the prophetic anointing is coming upon you nothing will take you by surprise nothing will take you by surprise everything concerning your finances concerning your relationships concerning your business concerning your health concerning your future i declare may god release the prophetic anointing the prophetic dimension of this miracle let it come upon your head let it come Amen. upon your head in the Amen. name of jesus let it come Amen. upon your husband and your wife let it come upon your children I declare Amen. your four-year-old boy, your four-year-old girl, they will start seeing and hearing the voice of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I decree and declare your family shall be a prophetic family. Your family will be a prophetic family. Your house shall be a prophetic house. Nothing will take your family by surprise. Nothing will take you by a shock. I decree and declare what made Elisha Elisha? Ah, let it come upon you in Jesus' in name. name Jesus, what made Elisha Elisha? Let that mantle come upon your head in the mighty name of Jesus. From today, this your very eyes, they shall see like the eagle. They shall see like the eagle. They shall see like the eagle. They will see like the eagle. In the mighty name of Jesus, I prophesy over your life. The beginning from today, your life will be a mystery. Your life will be a miracle. Your life will be a wonder. Your life will be a sign. Many will see the power of God at work in your life. Many will see the goodness of God even in your life. Your life will be so good. Your life will be so good because the power of God is coming upon your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen.